WCNC Charlotte. This is Flashpoint. Thanks for joining us here on Flashpoint. I'm Ben Thompson. We are now just over two weeks away from the midterm elections. And here in North Carolina, one of the biggest races is the battle for U.S. Senate. It could decide who's in power on Capitol Hill. Republican Congressman Ted Budd taking on former Chief Justice Sherry Beasley. And folks, this is a tight race. Over the past seven months, polls have had both Budd and Beasley in the lead at different times. And now the Republican candidate taking a slight lead. But it's close enough where Beasley could pull out a win. We spoke with both candidates in the last week. We talked about just about everything. Crime, inflation, abortion, the state of democracy. First up, former North Carolina Chief Justice Sherry Beasley. Poll after poll says that inflation and the economy are the number one issues for voters right now. Democrats have been in control in D.C. the last couple of years. Why should voters not blame Democrats for the current economic situation? You know, Ben, everywhere I travel across our 100 counties in the ninth largest state in the nation, folks are very concerned about rising costs, everything from pain at the pump to the cost of prescription drugs and everything in between. And they want to know that when I make it to the Senate, I'm going to fight hard to, to lower costs. I think we also have to think about the fact that we have never been in a place like we have before where we, during the pan pandemic, really shut down our economy. And the greatest driver really is our supply chain. But we also know that um, there are things that Congress really can do. We uh, pay more for prescription medications than any other country in the world. And Congress can stop that. And we also know that corporations are making 70-year record profits under the cover of inflation, and so they're jacking up prices on the things that we need. And Congress can stop that. You know, my opponent, Congressman Ted Budd, has voted on, on, on against lowering prescription drug prices uh, while taking corporate PAC money from Big Pharma uh, and voted against uh, lowering costs on the things that we need and is always uh, voting in favor of corporations and special interests and his own and not the interests of North Carolinians. Um, some folks have said the American Rescue Plan went too far and actually helped create the inflationary situation we're in. Do you think that's the case? Well, what I know is that this was a very difficult time for our country. Uh, and I know that right now people want to know how we get out of this. And they want to know that I'll be there to fight to make sure that that happens for North Carolinians. When, when in the greatest country in the world, folks are having to make choices around buying groceries or school supplies or high-priced medications, I'm prepared to fight in the Senate to make sure that people can get some relief. It seems like we can do better, regardless we of if you're Democrat better. or Republican, we can do better than that for well, sure. Well, it's not a partisan issue. Yeah. It really isn't. Everybody is feeling uh, the pressure around high prices, and it is not right. Congress must act and must have the courage to act. Let's talk about abortion. Uh, you support the Roe v. Wade framework. Um, are there any restrictions that you would like to see in place when it comes to abortion? Uh, Ted Budd, you mentioned him, says you basically support abortion on demand. I know he does. Uh, he's an alarmist. And the problem is he's leading the charge with the most extreme faction of his party on an absolute ban on abortion without exceptions for rape, incest, or risk to a mother's health. And if he gets his way, it means that a woman who has been sexually assaulted will be forced to carry a pregnancy to term. For a woman who has a septic uterus or a, a miscarriage that her body won't release or an ectopic pregnancy, the life-saving treatment for that woman is an abortion. And if women don't have access to an abortion, they will die. That's unacceptable. I support the framework as outlined in Roe, which provides for uh, 
protections and restrictions on abortion in late-term pregnancies so that abortions don't happen unless there is something seriously happening like the risk to a mother's health. That's reasonable, and that's been the law for nearly 50 years, the constitutionally protected law for nearly 50 years. And the reality is, the question is, who makes the decision? Is it a woman and her physician, or is it politicians up in Washington? And, and, and Congressman Butt has to understand that in an exam room with a woman and her doctor, there is no place for him for that decision to be made. You've criticized him for not certifying the 2020 election results. Um, do you think if he goes into the Senate, he is a threat to democracy? On January 6th, he called the mob that stormed and rioted to the Capitol that injured hundreds of police officers, many of whom were beaten by the American flag, just patriots standing up. This is our country. And even after all of that violence, yeah, he refused to certify the election and called them just patriots standing up. And there was legislation proposed to secure and protect future elections, which he voted against. And even when pressed about whether or not he will accept the results of this race, he's reticent to say yes. We need someone who believes in democracy, who believes in, in our country, and who believes in safety. I mean, it's someone who not only is an election denier and, and touts the violence that happened at the Capitol on January 6th, but fails to vote for funding for law enforcement for our police officers here in North Carolina. He's done so on four separate occasions. He's been in Congress for six years. And knowing that we have an opioid crisis here, he's voted against helping law enforcement officers fight for that. He's going to be one who's going to attack my record, but he does so because he cannot defend his own. Uh, North Carolina, one of the latest scenes uh, of a mass shooting here in the United States, happens hundreds of times over the course of this year. In Raleigh, a little over a week ago, five people um, killed. A lot we still don't know about this, uh, but what can we do about these, these mass shootings? You know, this is just heartbreaking, and uh, this has been really difficult for uh, our community in Raleigh and, and my heart and my thoughts and prayers certainly go out to these families and to our communities. Uh, I, I also know that we've got to work uh, in tandem with law enforcement officers to keep our communities safe. Um, you know, I've been a judge for over two decades and served as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of North Carolina. I've worked with law enforcement. I've held violent offenders accountable. I created the first human trafficking court here in North Carolina. And what I know is that we have to make sure that law enforcement officers have funding so that they have the resources to keep themselves and our community safe. And I also know that we have to invest in, in community-based violence prevention programs so that we are stopping the silent cycle of violence. But we also cannot be afraid to talk about gun safety. And Congressman Bud voted against bipartisan legislation on gun safety and mental health for children that was supported by Senators Burr and Tillis and law enforcement in North Carolina. Well, we need to be responsible folks. We've got to make sure that we are in consultation with public safety officials and with law enforcement so that we're creating legislation that works for folks here in North Carolina. We need universal background checks. We need red flag laws. And we need to make sure that we are eliminating these ghost guns. I mean, we've got to commit to keeping folks safe. I think the, the Senate has an obligation to do that. Congressman Bud is one of the, he is the number one rated elected official at, uh, a candidate in this election cycle by the NRA. I mean, we, he is a gun shop and firing range owner. Nothing wrong with that. I come from a family that hunts as a part of our culture and tradition here in North Carolina. 
But he also is profiting from what's called murder insurance, which defends uh, domestic abusers from crimes up to murder. You can't do that and then be committed to, to, to public safety and criminals preventing crime on the other hand. Uh, people want to want effective governance and they want to see that people can actually work together regardless of what the outcome might be. Um, name a Republican that you respect. Oh gosh, I uh, respect Senator Tillis. I mean, he lives here in North Carolina and he understands our culture around veterans and farms and, um, and I would very much look forward to working with him. I was very disappointed that, that Congressman Bud voted against this bipartisan legislation on gun safety, which our uh, senators supported. A few rapid fire, but fun sure. questions. North Carolina mountains or beach? Mm. Which one? If I had to choose the beach. Okay, that's fair. Wonderful. There are no right or wrong answers I know, here. But they're so awesome. um, favorite North Carolina fast food chain? You got Bojangles, you got Krispy Kreme, you got Cookout. I'm going to say Krispy Kreme. Oh. One thing you agree with Ted Bunn on, how about that? My kids would say cookout. <laughs> um, in your mind, is there a best spot, a best barbecue joint in North Carolina? Ooh, now you know we got Eastern. Yeah, oh yeah we, of course. And Western. Uh, I just love barbecue, it's great. It's, it's hard to go stuff. wrong. Sherry Beasley, thank you so much, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Ben, thank you. All right, more Flashpoint after this. Welcome back to Flashpoint. Democrat Sherry Beasley facing a tough competitor, Republican Ted Bunn, backed by former President Trump, we spoke with the congressman before a national security panel here in Charlotte. I started by asking the congressman about solutions after that mass shooting in Raleigh killed five people. Again, our, our heart breaks for those that in Raleigh, the department uh, that lost an officer and those that have lost family members. Um, it's just tragic. And most people aren't intrinsically political. But the two things you have to do is one, you have to protect the Second Amendment while at the same time keeping firearms out of the hands of dangerous individuals. Uh, those that are criminal and those that have uh, that are known to be dangerous uh, perhaps have been mentally adjudicated and I think if we do those two things look some legislation that I supported was fixed nicks let's make sure that we know who those people are and so that we keep them out of their hands uh, because again no responsible firearms owner is ever in support of that so you have to protect the Second Amendment and keep them out of the hands of dangerous individuals uh, you, you talked a lot about crime um, on the campaign trail and overall crime is up here, homicides up nearly 25%. Yeah. You as a senator though, what can you do about something like that? Well again, things like supporting, keeping it out of the hands of dangerous individuals while allowing people to defend themselves through the Second Amendment would be something I would support. The other is, let's make sure that we close the border and then continue to be a generous country that lets a million people a year in the right way, legally, with an L. But we have to stop down, stop the, the drug trade, which is at the border, and the human trafficking that comes along with that. Uh, and again, that's really what, where it starts. So much of the fentanyl, the human trafficking that we're seeing, it starts right there at the border. We lost 72,000 people last year to fentanyl overdose. Most of those are males between 18 and 45 or 50 years old. I mean, that's as much as we lost in, in Vietnam in 10 years. And we do that every single year here in the U.S. And it's absolutely tragic. So you stop the border and you let law enforcement know that you have their back, whether it's there or whether it's right here in North Carolina. Um, all the recent polling show the economy inflation and inflation, the number one issue for voters. Um, what would your plan be to help decrease inflation while acknowledging this is not a U.S. specific problem? The inflation is a worldwide problem right now. 
So you have essentially two sides of the equation. You have the interest rate side, which of course the Fed's going to chase that until they slow down the economy enough. But go back to the definition of what inflation is from Milton Friedman, too much money chasing too few goods. And so the Fed's going to do what they can on the interest rate side to slow down the demand. But you have to fix the supply side, and that's energy. A lot of that is uh, the hostile environment that Joe Biden has created uh, towards American energy production, including on day one, killing the Keystone Pipeline. Not only did that kill 10,000 jobs and more after that, it created a mismatch between the supply that they have of energy in Canada and our refining capacity in the U.S., which would have gone right out to people's gas tanks. It would have lowered the cost of fuel. It would have allowed groceries to get to store cheaper. It would allow farmers to plant less expensively and get food to, to, uh, to market even less, uh, less expensively. So again, we've got to get back to pro-energy. We've got to allow people to get back to work and not discourage work. Um, and then again, you can't over-regulate businesses like the Biden administration is doing because it makes it hard on the small businesses out there, not so much as the big businesses, but the small businesses that are just trying to make ends meet. Um, as a congressman, you co-sponsored a, a bill that would ban abortions nationwide after 15 weeks. I want to get some, some clarity here. What does your ideal abortion law look like? Well, if the Democrats are going to do something as extreme as the so-called Women's Health Protection Act, and don't be deceived by the name of that, that's the most radical abortion bill in history. So if they're going to do something federal, I'm going to counter that federally, such as the bill that you're referring to. But I'd much rather it be like what the Supreme Court said, that it needs to go back to the states. Uh, any exceptions for life of mother, rape? I've, I've always, look, I'm pro-life, and I have been long before politics, and I've always been about supporting life, including the life of the mother. Uh, exception for rape? I've, about the life of the mother. Okay. Um, you objected to certifying uh, President Biden's election. Um, this despite the fact that a Republican Attorney General, secretaries of states across the country, uh, intelligence agencies all said there was no widespread fraud. As people go to the ballot box in a few weeks, some casting their vote for you, should they have confidence in our election system? I think our state party has done a tremendous amount of things, the NCGOP, to improve voter integrity. And so I would encourage them to trust the system. We always need to encourage turnout, regardless of where you are politically. Republicans, Democrats, I want everyone to turn out and cast their vote. That's the bedrock of democracy. Um, Given the fact that North Carolina is fairly evenly split between Republicans, Democrats, and independents, um, you ranked <laughs> as one of the most conservative members of Congress, um, and you've criticized Sherry Beasley for being a rubber stamp for Democrats and Joe Biden. Could somebody make the argument that you are a rubber stamp for conservatives? I've always had a great record of reaching across the aisle. Uh, I'm a Republican, I'm very conservative, but when it makes sense, I'll reach across the aisle, including the USMCA, which has really helped our dairy farmers, our poultry producers here in, in North America and here particularly in North Carolina. Uh, so I've got a good record of reaching across the aisle in Congress. Uh, name a Democrat you respect. There's, uh, uh, how about Tip O'Neill? Okay, okay, you're going old school, but <laughs> that's an answer. Uh, is, there, is there a living one that you, that, that you could go with? Look, there's plenty. And, and, and I would just want your viewers to realize that we have elevator um, courtesy and we, we we talk with one another when there's a, a tragedy in someone's district yeah. we really care about one another like like that but now we may disagree on policy but we care about one another because I think some people would be surprised to hear that because I, I, I believe you and I think that's probably the case but the the, the bitterness uh, of our politics today and, and the tone 
people want effective governance, and they, right. regardless of, of what party. And, and when you run campaigns that can seem to be so negative, not just this one, but any campaign out there, what kind of compromise can you find to get taxpayers effective governments when you beat each other up all the time? Well, I'm the taxpayer hero, if, you, if you're talking about taxpayers, I'm the one that's in defense of them because this, this runaway spending from Joe Biden is what's driving this inflation. And everything that he does is about dividing. He talks about unity, but everything that Joe Biden has done has been about dividing us. Um, I'm a peaceful person. I like reaching across the aisle when that's possible. I don't want dr more drama than you need in politics. Yeah. It's about governance. Again, it's not about us in Washington, D.C. It's about those here in North Carolina and those in the districts and the states that we represent. I'll make it fun ones, rapid fire. Uh, if you had to choose North Carolina mountains or North Carolina beaches. Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, North Carolina fast food chains, cookout, Bojangles, or Krispy Kreme? Uh, I'm from Winston-Salem, so Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme, okay. <laughs> Best spot for barbecue in the state of North Carolina? Uh, look, I do represent Lexington, but I've learned to love all North Carolina barbecue. <laughs> Lexington is hard to beat, <laughs> hard to beat. Um, and best season in North Carolina? Oh, I'm a fall person. Fall? It's pretty nice. Perfect. Congressman, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate thanks. it. Our thanks to Ted Budd and Sherry Beasley and both their campaigns for making them available. And we'll have more Flashpoint after this. Welcome back to Flashpoint. Charlotte Mayor Vi Lyles admitting the city made a mistake after a WCNC Charlotte investigation raised some serious questions about equity at the government center there in Uptown. At the center of it all is a more than $400,000 contract to an uncertified talent coach. She's close friends with a top city executive. As our own Nate Morbita reports, the mayor now pledging to get to the bottom of our discovery so the city doesn't do it again. Officials have maintained they followed an allowable process in repeatedly awarding work to a relatively new company. But we found the city failed to consider any certified minority women in small business enterprises, especially concerning since one of the jobs was tied to the mayor's racial equity initiative. We made a mistake. During Mayor Vilisle's monthly radio appearance on WFAE Charlotte Talks Wednesday, host Mike Collins grilled her about WCNC Charlotte's discovery. You are your own North Star. We also need to do the work and get the work done in the appropriate way, and I believe we missed this one. A failure by the city to consider other qualified small businesses for a laundry list of government work during the pandemic. We have to provide everyone this opportunity. Where we missed this is that we did not create the opportunity and the equity in the process. So yes, we I, I can't say it anymore. More clearly, we missed the mark on this one. WCNC Charlotte found talent coaches like Nicole Smith. You speak about diversity, equity, inclusion. Now it's time to walk the talk. And Kami Andrea jumped through hoops to be certified as minority women and small business enterprises. We are qualified and we didn't have an opportunity. Like that is the thing that upsets me and disappoints me. And I know I'm not the only one. Only to learn the city failed to consider them and others for $417,000 worth of jobs, most tied to the Economic Development Department, including an equity-related internal consulting gig. Instead, that work went to Evolution owner Tori Stevens, whose upcoming bridal party includes the city's Assistant Economic Development Director. I can't say whether or not the leadership um, made this decision intentionally or unintentionally, but we will try to determine how to not do it again. 
When questioned by WCNC Charlotte, the Economic Development Director and Assistant City Manager defended all of the work, telling us the Assistant Director wasn't involved in the hiring of her friend. All of the jobs doled out in smaller increments over the course of more than two and a half years. Can you understand why some people feel taken aback by this? Well, I would say that we stand beside the process that we went through on this. The mayor said while the process used by the city is legal, the end result doesn't align with Charlotte's values. She also said excluding the executive from Stevens hiring probably wasn't good enough. When it got to a certain amount, there should have been a bell that would go off that says, hey, no, this isn't consistent with our policy. The mayor has already asked the city manager to investigate. During her radio appearance, she didn't rule out the possibility of an audit as well. Nate Morabito, WCNC Charlotte. Nate, great work. More Platts went after this. Folks, welcome back to Flashpoint. Come interact with us on social media. Let us know what you thought about our interviews with the two Senate candidates. We always like to hear your feedback. And as always, you can listen and subscribe to our podcast. You can find it wherever you get yours. And we'll see you back here next weekend.